Wherever I go, far away and anywhere, time after time you always shine through dark of night, calling after me. And wherever I climb, far away and anywhere, you raise me high beyond the sky, through stormy night, lifting me above. Whenever I cry, far away and anywhere, you hear me call when shadows fall, your light of hope showing me the way. Please be seated. What is it that makes this night holy? Is it the beauty of our music and the way it resonates deeply with memory? pulling at those places buried in the soul? Is it the way my four-year-old insists on having a Christmas tree and decorating it himself? Is it the way he hunkers after the gifts that are there, driving us crazy this time of year? Is it the way he insists on Christmas anyway, regardless of what kind of mood we're in? Or is it for me the way things shimmer almost imperceptibly? But if we stop and look, if we pause and listen, we notice that something sparkles. We turn on the Christmas lights at night, after all, and light the candles in the darkness as the solstice arrives. The tapestry of life is laid open in the darkness. Time seems, with the cry of a babe, to suspend and then unroll like a taut spring releasing its tensions. We see our lives open and bare in profoundly sad and in profoundly joyous ways. Some sort of lift happens inside, and we relate to strange, foreign even, stories about shepherds and angels, a peasant family, and a tiny child. Luke's gospel tonight opens with an emperor, Augustus. Like all great powers of this world, the emperor speaks and the world responds. Joseph and Mary, no names among a beleaguered and impoverished people, are swept up in this great response. Bethlehem is overflowing with visitors, so there is no room at the inn. The great wave of military, economic, and legal power seems to overwhelm this tiny, insignificant portion of creation, this family barely able to scrape two pennies together. And yet, and yet the emperor is now forgotten. A temporal power who must have been resplendent in his day, but who passes almost into obscurity. We still toss his name around in our calendar, but how many of us recall the deeds of Augustus on a regular basis? How many of us can imagine his visage or encounter it on a daily basis? How many of us can name and date the crowning achievement of his reign, his most clever political machination, 
Even the empire he expanded and established is gone, lost to the winds of history and the inevitable passing of one human hubris to another. Even the peoples whose ancestors he subjugated have forgotten his power, his influence. The yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, God has broken them utterly. Indeed, all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood have been burned as fuel for the fire. With the grind of time and an indomitable alternative for the human spirit, God has made something else, something else that can be denied but never eliminated. No, this night we know and say more about Mary, Joseph, and this little baby born in a backward village in ancient Judea than Caesar Augustus. Yes, you could argue I get paid to say that, but... Well, there's more to it than that, surely, for you are all here tonight to recall the old story. Perhaps hear it more deeply. Maybe revel in the music it has inspired and share it with your children or sing something that feels more a part of us than just about anything in our transient and sometimes fickle culture. For the early Christian community, a small pilgrim flock of people from every walk of life, there was something remarkable that they recognized about this Jesus. They called him Christ, Messiah, Son of God, They mined their sacred words for descriptions of him, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And even beyond their familiar scriptures, they saw in him the entire cosmos, the meaning of the human family, the essence of what it meant to have a purpose, a purpose of compassionate living, a true holiness rooted in honest relationships a thread running from the human heart directly into the bedrock of creation, from our flesh, feelings, and thoughts, rooted all of nature and whatever was behind that nature. They saw in him a path beyond death, a renewal of the entire way of being human, a self-giving love that dared real courage and integrity that seemed to come from beyond the self. So they assigned him an almost legendary story of God come among us. Legendary not because it is history or ahistorical, but legendary because it describes something about a God beyond time who takes the whole universe and more and brings it down into a tiny, fragile child. And in doing so articulates an intimate connection between the divine and every galaxy, every planet, every person, every tiniest particle. Christmas Eve is not about sentimentality. No matter how cynical our age becomes, no matter how digital or commoditized, we reckon something holy to this night because this night calls something holy forth in each of us even with all the stresses of this time of year. Many of us pause, whether with exhaustion or breathless anticipation, or both, on the edge of a hope that we can barely put 
into words. It is that notion that there is a love that watches over our lives, no matter how stained, imperfect, and strange they become. A love that molds the stardust into forms like us so that we might gather in praise to something, someone even, who defies comprehension. Love that seems to transcend death as we are reminded by, at the very least, our memories this time of year, our memories of those who have come before, holiday seasons long past, and memories of loved ones no longer with us, memories sometimes so palpable we'd swear they're still with us. And we try to recreate that warmth we have known for ourselves. We try to create it for our own children, for our families, and for our friends. A child, tender and fragile, is the light shining in the darkness. A light that cannot be overcome. The powerful can only wonder at powerlessness raised up to divine status. The arrogance of emperors, kings, and princes, governors, and elites is suddenly seen for what it is in this single, solitary light. A light. A child who is the apple of Mary's eye as she gazes in wonder at the miraculous, like any mother does like any parent who gazes into a newborn's eyes for the first time, a profound connection of flesh to flesh, bone to bone, an emotional bond that can be stretched and warped, but never quite completely severed. Like God's relationship with each of us. For no matter where we run, we encounter this holiness in our lives. We might shrink from it or ignore it, but it haunts us, and if we let it, it remakes us. For we were all like this little child at one time, tender and fragile. And the message for us this night is unequivocal. We are precious in God's eyes. For God to embrace us in all of our imperfect and jumbled up genetics and our awkward limbs and oversized heads and our existential conflicts and our potential for acts of greatness as well as cowardice and sometimes even wickedness. Well, what more loving act could God have than to become one of us? To remind us in our existential darkness that we are not alone. That we belong to God and one another just as Jesus belongs to God and to Mary beyond words, and to Joseph, too, who stands by, watching in awe. To the shepherds as well, who are sweaty and smelly, outcasts as we are, all outcasts sometimes, sweaty and smelly as we are sometimes, too. We are remarked upon by angels and watched over by a strange sense that we cannot quite shake, that we matter. We matter to someone, somewhere, somehow, even beyond death. Now I think that's worth singing about. How about you? 
that's worth gathering for, hoping for this time of year. And maybe it's something worth gathering for and hoping for any time. For we are a Christmas people, reborn this time of year for renewal, that we may not pass without remark, no matter how short or long life lasts. Wherever I go, far away and anywhere, time after time you always shine through dark of night calling after me. And wherever I climb, far away and anywhere, you raise me high beyond the sky through stormy night lifting me above. Whenever I cry, far away and anywhere, you hear me call when shadows fall, your light of hope showing me the way. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley, dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.